wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Now, please welcome at this time your hosts, Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau. You're listening to the next era of wrestling radio. This is Wrestle Rant Radio. Here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. A monumental day here in WrestleRant Radio history. You know what today is, Mr. Marceau? What? 20-year anniversary of Survivor Series 03. No, I'm just kidding. It's your birthday, Mr. Marceau. <laughs> Big 30. Happy birthday. How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. I was literally going to say, <laughs> what, the 20th anniversary of... Survivor Series 03, the greatest show ever. I, I mean, ever. well, it legitimately is, though. I mean, it was, it was, I, I completely forgot about that until the other day that it happened. You've talked about it before, but I didn't really put it in perspective until I thought about it. It did happen on your 10th birthday. So that, not only do you turn 30 today, which, don't get me started, that seems crazy. You seem like you're only 22 to me. Uh, I said that to you the other day when I saw you, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's also the 30 or 20 year anniversary of Survivor Series 2003. I think that's worth a rewatch today, if only for that Stone Cold McMahon, or not McMahon, the Bischoff tag team match. It's all for Kane and Shane McMahon. <laughs> I mean, that honestly isn't the worst Buried Alive match I've ever seen. In the, in the Undertaker interference, the last time that we see uh, American Badass Undertaker, actually, in that match. Oh, yeah. That's good shit, It's quality show, so uh, worth a rewatch today. But listen, we got a lot to get into, Mr. Marceau, before I let you go in a little bit um, as you're on your way to work right now. But we're going to be talking Raw for Monday a little bit, SmackDown from last week, some stuff that happened there, and then getting a full gear prediction. So really not the biggest show this week. Next week will be a loaded show even more so. We're going to be talking full gear next week. We're going to be previewing Survivor Series. Lot to get into there, but let's start with this week first. Uh, new episodes every single week on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss a new episode every single week. So, Mr. Marceau, I got to ask you first. This broke literally this morning. We talked about it when it first was rumored a few weeks ago, but now it's been made official per WWE, and some of this stuff usually happens after we're done recording, that's the big gimmick, but not today. WWE announced earlier today that Backlash is headed to France, Paris, France, in May 2024. I wrote Backlash 2023 here in my notes. It's that time of year where stuff turns into the next year and you're still stuck on the current year, but it's going to be Backlash 2024 in Paris uh, coming on May 4th, I believe. Then SmackDown will emanate from Paris as well that Friday. Exciting news, Mr. Marceau. Obviously, I don't expect you there. I know you got the Marceau last name. Montreal may have been enough for right now. Maybe we'll, maybe we can expect you in Paris down the road. Um, but just give me your your reaction to Backlash being made official for uh, Paris, France next May. A little parlez, parlez-vous français? <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago when it was like rumored, but I just think them going outside of the country is only going to help the 
product in the United States. Um, when you're not like getting smothered with it, you want it more. Um, so, and I mean, going to the international markets, I feel like they get different crowds. And like I said, then it kind of starves us out a little bit more. So it gives you that, that itch and interest to go to see more live events or of course see a PLE or just watch the product even more, I feel like. So um, I like that they're going to France. They're also going to Germany next year. Um, and they're going to Australia. So I feel like they're kind of doing this trend of going international. But like I said, I feel like it also makes the hunger uh, in the United States even bigger. So I think it's a win-win all around. Yeah, for sure. Already it's not even 2024 yet, and they've already announced three huge international shows, like you said, for Perth, Australia, Paris, France, and Berlin, Germany uh, for that Bash, not Bash at the Beach, Bash in Berlin show in Bash August. Bash in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, it kind of creates more of a hunger amongst fans to go to the shows here in the States. For good old Cleveland, that was the rumored site for uh, SummerSlam coming up next year. If we go, <laughs> does that excite you at all? Have you been to Cleveland before or no? It's literally a little more exciting than Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Detroit ended up being okay. Not the most exciting city. No offense to anyone who lives in Detroit. I wasn't exactly overly anticipating heading there, and it was an interesting experience. A fun time overall. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll put Cleveland a little before that, but listen, these are cities I've never been to before, so I am slightly intrigued, um, but that is not made official, that was just rumored by Fightful a few weeks ago. So before we get a raw from Mr., from, from Monday Night, Mr. Marceau, I do have to mention this, two things from SmackDown last week that were pretty eventful, uh, Santos Escobar turning heel, I've already talked about this before, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it, I thought the angle was really, really well done, uh, with Escobar turning heel finally, and I think Rey Mysterio is legitimately getting knee surgery and i think he got it done the other day if it's if it's not he legit got it done yesterday he got it it was done yesterday yep okay so he got it done yesterday the photo went up assuming it's legit and that's not just a storyline thing sometimes they kind of go to great lengths to uh do that sort of stuff assuming it is legit he'll be out for probably six to eight weeks works out well you can do santos versus carlito in the meantime maybe tell the story of where does the rest of legato fall or lwo do they fall with santos do they fall with ray Zelina vega as well uh, there's a lot of uh, story potential there. But I thought it was a really good angle, and this is exactly what I've wanted to see for a while. Now, we said here on the show a week ago, Santos, I mean, that whole thing with him leaving the brass knuckles on the apron last week during Ray versus Logan Paul had to culminate in a Santos heel turn. I just didn't think we would get it last Friday, and I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I think it was well done. I feel like it also kind of, like, in a way, gave Santos an out a little bit because Ray was, in a sense, provoking him. Um like, he did hit him a few times before Santos, like, flipped out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did slap him and, like, yeah. push him. Like, Ray was, like, Ray was giving it to him a little bit. And then yeah. Santos just was, like, what, like, F this and just went crazy. But, uh, no, I like it. And, like you said, I'm glad that we didn't see, like, what side everyone else in the LWO, like, what, who they were kind of with. I mean, technically, they seem like they're signing with Ray as of now, but... I mean, we're still in the infant stages here, but I'm glad they didn't really pick sides yet. And I feel like, just like you said, we can get that uh, the next couple of weeks and probably months over SmackDown, kind of see where they lie um, on which side of the fence. So I thought it was done well. I like Santos a lot better as a heel, uh, especially from his NXT stuff than his babyface run so far in SmackDown. So um, we'll see. I think it's going to be good. And uh, like I said, I, th- I I mean, if Ray's actually hurt, I don't know how long he'll be out, but uh, we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. I think so far, so good as far as how they told the story. And, um, you know, Ray, if he's out for six to eight weeks, he'll probably be back by the end of the year, early 2024, maybe in the Royal Rumble. You can have him eliminate Santos or whatever, set up the match for Mania. Um, a lot of different ways they can go with it. Um, he did slap him around, but to be fair, I mean, they were telling the story that they, he was slapping him around. <laughs> it wasn't just like he did something wrong, and then he was, like, abusing him like a father, to like like an abused father to his son or something. It was because he didn't save Carlito. Because he blamed Carlito. No, blamed I him. get that, but yeah. still. He got physical with him first, you're saying. What'd yeah. you say? I'm just saying, like, even though he didn't help, but, like, does that really. Uh, <laughs> Listen, he was trying really, to. Be... like, mean. Yeah. No, I get it, but I just feel like he was provoked a little bit. A, a little bit, yeah. It wasn't just like. They were like, hey, how's your day going? And then just smack him over the back of the head with a chair. Or <laughs> yeah, like, I ready to beat his ass for no reason. But there was a there reasoning. But I don't know. I feel like it, usually that leads to more arguing than just like, like, I feel like it's the first time I've seen like a baby face, like, like especially like Rey Mysterio, like, like, like I said, attack him a little bit. Like, I don't know. It honestly caught me off guard a little bit. I'm like, is Ray going heel? And then Santos <laughs> just killed him, but. No, I, I mean, I like that it was done. I thought it was done well. Hey, I think that be, that begs the question, is all of this Ray's fault? I mean, Dominic turned on him. Carlito, uh, not Carlito, um, Eddie Guerrero turned on him. R.I.P., you know, his uh, the anniversary of his passing was a couple years ago, or a couple days ago. Batista turned on him once upon a time. Is Ray Mysterio the bottom, you know, like, uh, bottom line, the, uh, you know, uh, equivalent here with everything? Kind of the common denominator amongst all of these uh, betrayals. I just feel like he's like he's playing. He plays like the nice guy that gets fucked over. Well, I don't know. I just <laughs> I know. It just seems like he's always on the wrong end. But uh, he's just yeah. I don't know. Just I don't think it's him. I just think everyone's taking advantage of him. Poor Ray. Yeah, he's just too nice of a guy. Listen, he's Ray Mysterio. Too nice of a guy. Too nice of a guy. Hey, listen, that's not going to get you anywhere in this business. Uh, apparently, you think you would have learned that lesson a while ago. We should have seen this coming, but <laughs> you know, I guess not. Um, but I thought it was a really good angle. And listen, it came out yesterday, too. I said this a while ago, but I'll say it again. came out yesterday that Bad Bunny might be good for Mania Night 1 or 2 next year if his schedule allows for it and if WWE has a plan for him. Listen, if he's free next Mania, he's fucking there. There's no way WWE does not use him at Mania if he's able to appear. And I said this a while ago, not even knowing what his schedule looked like to me. If they were going to do the turn this... No, I don't want to say this early because they could have had Santos turn heel three months ago. But they waited on purpose. I think we get Santos and Ray. I mean, they could... At this point, if Ray's not going to be around until, like, January, you could wait until January to do... You, you, I'm sorry, you could wait until WrestleMania to do their first match. The way that I see it playing out, though, is that we get Santos and Ray at some point between now and then. And at Mania, it's either going to be um, the all of Legato, uh, Santos... Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde, and Zelina is probably better off as a babyface. She can stick with Ray for right now. But them versus Ray, um, Bad Bunny, and either I saw someone say yesterday Dragon Lee. I was thinking Carlito because he's actually been involved in this feud. Dragon Lee is another fine option. I mean, I don't know if you want to substitute Carlito for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a pretty good attraction for Mania. Santos and Ray one-on-one would be ideal to make because I feel like that's the Mania match. But if you really want to inject some star power in there and make it Mania-worthy... I think putting Bad Bunny in there, because he was also the one who teamed with, um, you know, the LWO last year. Kind of like when he teamed with Damien, and Damien went heel, he faced Damien this past year at Backlash. Kind of the same thing, where a reversal of the roles, but he's going to be with Rey Mysterio teaming up against Santos and his buddies. I feel like that'd be a great Mania matchup. Yeah, I would like it if it was Rey, Carlito, and 
Bad Bunny verse Legato. Like I said, I'd keep Zelina face for now. Maybe she screws them over somewhere down the line. But I, I actually really like her as a face right now. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to turn her either. Um, so, yeah, I like I like Dragon Lee. Yeah, I get it. But, like, he's not really intertwined in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, putting him in over Carlito just doesn't seem right. No, Carlito's been involved in the, the whole part of the reason, not the whole reason, but part of the reason why Santos turned heel was that he thought Ray was favoring Carlito. That was pretty obvious when from the moment they brought back Carlito at... Uh, Whatever, what was it, Fastlane or whatever it was a couple weeks ago, that they used him in that six-man tag team match, and he was kind of like the saving grace of the matchup. Santos was clearly jealous by that, and they expressed that on, on Friday's SmackDown. They told that story. So that, to me, would make sense. Um, that's where I would go with it. I look forward to seeing what they do. Honestly, I might regret saying this, but you could do this. You could have um, Zelina in Ray's corner, and then Electra Lopez, you can reunite the original Legato and put her with Santos. I say she's not ready. I don't know if she'll ever be ready. She's just not that good. I know she's doing the thing with Lola Vice right now, but I wouldn't completely count that out as a possibility where she gets called up and joins Legato again. Can you put Lola Vice in her? Would you rather put her in that position or would you rather put Lopez back in you know, honestly, it's funny because Lola's not ready either, but she'll be more ready than Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez will be my man. I, I just don't think Lopez will ever be that good. I think she's at a level now where she's been in NXT now for a few years. She hasn't shown that much improvement. She is better. It, she's better now than she was during that BFAB match a couple of years ago. That was one of the worst TV matches I've seen in five years. But, um, you know, I think Lola Vice is higher. I mean, also, she doesn't team. have to be, like, this breakout star. She can be more of, like, a manager of LA. Yeah, but I, I think but when you mention it, when you mention the idea of Lola Vice, though, I think she might be better in that role. I mean, I, I feel bad for Electra. She keeps getting overlooked. But I feel like Zelina, I wasn't... I mean, I like the idea of pairing Zelina with Legato. I just didn't... I didn't think it was necessary to break up Legato as it was. But Zelina, to be fair, was so much better in that role... Um, and then Lola, when they eventually wrestle, will probably be better in that role. And they're also higher on her. And she just won the breakout tournament, which is why I don't think she's getting called up anytime soon. But when it comes time for Santos to get like a female manager again, I would probably either put Electra with them over. I think Zelina is great as a babyface, like you said. But I think Lola might be the better Becca. She has a higher ceiling. She has more name notoriety from before WWE. I don't know. I and mean, she's just probably a better fit for that group. I think now that you mention it. Yeah, I agree. Assuming she, you know, improves more between now and Mania. And I don't know if she'd get called up. She'd get called up by Mania, but at some point might not be the worst idea. Um, Also from SmackDown, I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if they're officially in damage control, but Asuka and Kyrie Sane becoming allies of the group. We talked about Kyrie Sane's return last week, but it was made official on SmackDown. They're all kind of on the same page. Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, um, Kyrie Sane, and Asuka all kind of forging an alliance against Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, Bianca Belair, um, heading into a women's war games match. Now, I said a week ago I was not a fan of that, and, you know, the idea, even after we talked, it came out from Meltzer, oh, they're probably going to do a women's war games match with Chelsea and Piper, which I said that would be fucking awful. Nothing against them. I like them, but they do not fit into this story at all. It has to be a story that makes sense. And this makes sense. Asuka, you know, I said on Hashtag last week it would be dumb if she joined Damage Control. But it, it's not that she's really joining damage control. She's kind of just rejoining or reuniting with Kyrie. So that makes sense, I guess. Um, I just don't want her as the leader. We talked about that last week. But if they have her in the group and she's kind of a background player, that's fine. 
But Dakota Kai is hurt, so it'll very likely be Io, Bailey, Kyrie, and Asuka. Again, Charlotte, Shotzi, Bianca, and a partner. So before we get to who the partner might be, what were your thoughts on the uh, angle itself and what we saw on SmackDown with the women and them kind of getting uh, the spotlight on SmackDown last Friday night? I went crazy. Um, I mean, big EO fan, big Kyrie fan. I mean, don't really love Oscar, honestly, but when she sprayed the mist in her face, I went crazy. Um, I think it's good. Like you said, I feel like this is eventually leading to Bailey getting out. Um, I feel like Dakota's clearly on EO's side, so I guess when she comes back, I feel like it would be the four of them, and then Bailey'd kind of be on the outs. Um, but no, I think it's good. Like I said, I don't know if they're in. I feel like Kyrie. I don't even know, like I said, I don't know if they're in the group, they're not, um, but I feel like they're going to f- push Bailey out, and then and then they kind of form their own little thing, but I thought it was a great way to end the show, like, so I feel like they were, like, the spotlight, and I felt like it was done very well. If they had more time heading into war games, and if Dakota Kai was cleared, you could have had Bailey turn babyface here, that might be rushing it, but she could have been the fourth person on that team, and then it would be four on four, Dakota, EO, Kyrie, and Asuka. Versus Belair, Flair, Shotzi, and Bailey, but they're not doing that because Dakota's not cleared, and they need that fourth person. So, I mean, I, I thought the six-person tag team match on SmackDown felt like a, the pay-per-view match, but then Asuka turned, and it was like, okay, that makes sense. Who do you think that fourth person is? Now, the leading speculation from PW Insider, which is a pretty credible source, was Becky Lynch. I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking hate that idea. Now, I know she feuded with them last year, heading into this year. I saw enough of Damage Control versus Becky Lynch to last a lifetime, as I have with Bianca in Damage Control. I know she has history with them, but she's on Raw. She's feuding with Zia Lee. It just doesn't make sense. Maybe they just want to get her on the pay-per-view. But we literally saw the exact same fucking thing a year ago, dude, when you and I went to SmackDown. And now on SmackDown, right before Survivor Series, Becky Lynch came back. Becky Lynch came back and joined the Women's War Games match. It would literally be the same thing as last year. I just feel like that would be lazy. The only other two options I think that would make sense, I know Meechan isn't as big of a name as Becky Lynch, but even she, I would rather see in that match. I mean, even she was in War Games last year too, but I'd rather see her in there over um, over Becky Lynch. I just feel like that's forced. Jade Cargill is another popular option amongst fans. I don't think that she'd be ready for that. Her in a War Games match just is... Sounds like a recipe for a disaster. Um, I just don't really know how that makes sense either. And then a long, 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 long shot, and it's probably not hap- It's definitely not happening, but it would make sense if it was Sasha Banks. I mean, I don't think she's coming back this soon, but I thought it was worth mentioning because she has the history with Bailey and whatever, and even Kyrie. She actually beat Kyrie for that IWGP Women's Championship earlier this year. Not that they would mention that. Um, but yeah, just give me your thoughts on who you think that fourth person might be, Mr. Marceau. Like you said, they said it was, I saw the report that it was like Becky, and I just, I don't know, I don't, I, like, I love Becky, I just, I don't know, I just don't think it really fits the story, she's not on SmackDown, yeah, she feuded with Damage Control, but it was like the beginning of the year, I mean, no to Jade, like I said, I just sound like a recipe of, it's so bad, mm-hmm. um, like Meechan, like, I guess, but like, just like I said, it's just, she's just not over, and I just feel like Shotzi's not over either, so it's like, their team's just basically Bianca and Charlotte. Um, I mean, I don't know if she... I, mean, people, I, know, I know people mentioned Liv Morgan, but I think she's still hurt. I feel like she'd probably fit better than... Oh, right, yeah. Honestly, any, anyone else. I mean, at least she's on SmackDown. It makes sense. She's on Raw, she's I think, over. actually. 
Is she? <laughs> yeah, uh, not that it really matters, but I mean, yeah, I'd rather I'd I rather mean, take I, her. I wouldn't Becky. really care if it was Becky. I like Becky, so I want to see her on the show. Sure. Um, but like I said, if it's like Meechin, I don't know. Like I said, she's just not over, and no one would care. Like I mean, yeah, I think they uh, need an oom for that last person. Yeah, I feel like you need someone like of notoriety. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's why it's like a surprise. So. I don't know. I would say it's probably probably gonna be Becky Lynch. I think it's like I said, it makes no sense when she's on Raw, but I think that's probably what's gonna be. Yeah, that's probably the better bet. Um, I just don't think it would make sense, really. I mean, I like Meechin. It would make sense for Meechin, but if they're gonna save this final spot for this coming Friday or next week or whatever, it probably should be a bigger star, so people aren't getting their hopes up for for no reason. Jade would be nice, but I just feel like it's too soon for that, and. Not that it wouldn't make sense, because they could say, hey, listen, we want to recruit you, you know, maybe, because Bianca even told me when I interviewed her that she would love to team with Jade, and that would be a great excuse to kind of not start that, but, you know, they could team on this one show and then feud later on. I think Jade's better off on Raw, but maybe they put her on SmackDown. They already have enough heels on SmackDown at this point. They don't really need her on SmackDown, and she also should not be a babyface. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a couple different ways they can go with it. Zelina Vega, that's an option as well, right? Yeah, oh, I forgot about Zelina Vega. I would actually, I would be, I would honestly rather her and then Shotzi, honestly. Um, well, I mean, Shotzi's going to be in there regardless. No, I know, I know. I would, I honestly, if it was my, if I had a pick of the people I could put in, it would be Charlotte, Bianca, Zelina, and then the fourth person would be just tough. I Like I said, like Shotzi, like, I don't know, she's, to me, she's like a more pushed Meechin in my mind. Like, she's not really over and she just gets pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I feel like I've seen her face Bailey a thousand times. I really don't need to see it again. Um, yeah, Not but I feel like that's like kind of like the pro. There's this I don't know with this match like you need like it's tough because you need like multiple people like at least with the men's like you have people that are over and it's like not as bad like I don't know it's tough like there's the SmackDown actually has a really good women's roster but I don't know, like eight people that are over that's pretty hard especially when the roster's not that big but. I said I I rather if, Zel- if they put Zelina and I want to be I want I want to mind it. Yeah, I feel like the women's one or the men's one you mentioned kind of writes itself. I mean, you look at that one and might be expanding. So we found out on Monday. We already knew it was going to be Rollins, Rhodes, Owens or not Owens, uh, Zayn and Jay Uso against the Judgment Days, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and newly inducted member JD McDonough as of Monday's Raw. It was not official until then, so he's officially a part of the group. Um, but Drew McIntyre factoring into the finish, turning on Cody and Jay, costing Jay the tag team titles, Claymore kicking him into next week, great angle, closes the show, shaking hands with Rhea Ripley, kind of uh, going full circle on that you know offer that she offered him. He accepted. Now, the offer was to join Judgment Day, I think. I don't think he's joining Judgment Day, just to make that clear. I don't think it was ever to... Maybe to leave people questioning that. I don't think the implication was that he was joining Judgment Day. They do not need him. He does not need them. I do think he is teaming with them at War Games. I don't know why he would want to. Maybe the idea... Because I would say... Maybe Rhea promised him, if you can help us, then we can get you another shot at the World Championship. I mean, maybe the... I don't know. One, I don't know how that would make sense. And two, I was going to say, maybe they would promise him the briefcase. But why the fuck would Damian Priest give that up? That would be very dumb. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out on Monday. But it looks like we are going five on five. We said this last week that Drew might join the heel team, and he did on Monday night. And uh, that last spot on the babyface team is still open. Now, Drew's not a part of the match as we speak right now. I just assume it will be made official on Monday's Raw. 
and be made five on four, and then five on five when the fifth person returns, which we'll get to. But as far as the Drew angle itself first, what were your thoughts on that and how it played out? It was done very well. Um, I thought the match was really good on Raw. Um, I, I mean, they're just Cody and Jay are just super over, and I feel like the judgment they are all over the show. And I just thought it was a really good match. And like you said, um, everyone else was banned from ringside. It was that happened in the beginning of the show. Um, even Rhea was. Uh, and then Jay just literally looks up and there's Drew and just hits him with the claymore and they lose. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was done well. I said Drew, like I don't think he's actually joining Judgment Day. And I don't. I hope he isn't. Like you said, they don't need him and he doesn't need them. Kind of both ways. So um, I think it's just like a, a mutual agreement. Like you said, maybe help him get a title match or if he gets a title match, help him out or something down the line. But uh, no, I thought it was done very well and it was a great way to end the show honestly yeah no i thought they did a great job with it and uh they've been teasing this heel turn now for drew for a while and they completed it with that angle on monday night i thought it was a they was a job really really well done and it wasn't just a shock heel turn again it made sense it was more a matter of when than if he would turn heel we got it on monday i thought the timing was perfect to kind of incorporate him into the war games match on the heel side on the babyface side not even really much of a question. It's got to be Randy Orton, and I think they should do it on Monday's Raw. Because if they leave the spot open until the pay-per-view, that would be cool. The problem with that is that they're in Chicago, and CM Punk's a free agent, basically, right now. I think people would think, a lot of people in that arena would think it's CM Punk. Especially the guy's fucking teasing it on Instagram. It's not him, obviously, and he's just fooling people. Um, but your thoughts on it being Orton? I mean, it makes sense. With, I mean, he has issues with the bloodline and not Judgment Day, but he is a friend of Cody Rhodes. And he could say, listen, I want him on my team. If we can recruit Randy to our team, that's a big get. So, And he can also maybe blame Drew for Riddle getting fired. Not that they would even bring that up, but, you know, there is some history there as well. Um, your thoughts on Orton being the fifth member of uh, the Babyface team? Oh, I, I literally can't wait to hear voices. Oh, yeah, first time in here. Randy half. so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. I Like I said, I think they should start off the show with saying that Drew's going to be in and that the Babyface team need, like, another member. Cody be like, oh, I called, I called one of my old friends, like, see if he can join us. And then at the end of the show, you basically have, like, what they've been doing, like, the big, I don't know, like, basically, like, the big brawls that they've been having. And then you just have voices hitting Randy fucking hits the ring and just starts fucking RKOing people. Yep. Oh, my God. I fucking jump out my window. I'm excited. That's that's definitely happening on Raw this Monday. It, it just has to. If it doesn't happen on Raw... I mean, it, it, they could save it for Survivor Series, but I just feel like, again, they're running the risk of people getting upset that it's not CM Punk. But listen, Randy Orton, not a bad consolation prize at all, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we transition to AEW here, Mr. Marceau. One thing before we get into full gear, that, again, another thing that was announced after uh, we hit record or finished recording last week. Nothing really major, but I thought it was worth pointing out. Latest departure from the company, the Bunny. She had been there since uh, the beginning. I think she was one of the first women they hired, and... They, uh, I guess it was a mutual decision where her contract expired. She wanted to leave. I mean, I don't know. They said it's mutual. Maybe it's not so mutual. Maybe they just had no plans for her. And she was just like, I want to stay because why the fuck would she not want to just get paid? And st-? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really know where she goes from here for someone like the bunny. Does she go to NXT, something like that? I wouldn't think so. Um, she's already been in Impact. She got killed off in Impact. So I don't know. Um, any quick thoughts on the bunny, uh, her departure being made official from AEW? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I really didn't know much about her before going to AEW. I feel like she's like, she's okay. She's she's decent. I mean, I think the biggest problem with her specifically was who she was kind of paired with. Like, 
the butcher and the blade. I know she's married to the blade, I believe. Yes. But um, I don't know. When you just get kind of like when you're like managing or valeting for like a job tag team, I just, I just, it just doesn't help you, obviously. And I think she was fine. I just, I don't know. She just was obviously never booked to be in the position of being more than just like a. Uh, heal that just like put over baby faces so I don't know how old she is I feel like you said I don't know if WWE is a ralfer I mean I think if she got some more seasoning and training I feel like she could be decent um, I feel like she kind of reminds me in the ring of Chelsea Green before she came back to WWE mm-hmm. like she's like she's standard I mean I wouldn't say she's amazing but I just think with Green specifically now I feel like her character work has definitely helped her um more than her in-ring work, work, but um, no, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how old she is, but I mean, if she's young enough, I feel like if the opportunity was there, I don't know why you wouldn't even attempt it. Like I said, I think she's decent. I just think she just needs more training and um, some more seasoning. Yeah, I mean, she's been around for a while. I mean, she was an indie girl before she joined uh, TNA, like seven years ago. She was there for a long time, and then she went to AEW in early 2019. Um, I think, honestly, the biggest issue with her is that as someone who followed her work in Impact and in TNA, to me, it seemed like she regressed, not only in the ring, but specifically as a character. And she's not awful, and I've said some matches that she's been in have been awful. I think when I say that mostly, it's because of the booking of the bunny, too. And again, she's just not she's not the best woman in that division. I will not say that this is a massive loss for them. It's not. They have a lot of women in that division. So I'm not going to say that they misused her, because that would be ridiculous. Um... But it seemed like, she, honestly, she came in at the wrong time, I think, just because she was one of the first women signed, and she was on those first early pay-per-views, I think. And then she just got overshadowed by every person they brought in after her, and then at that point, even early on, she was just an enhancement person. I, I could not tell you one story they've had her in, aside from that Ty Mello, that street fight that she had. I think it was with Ty Mello, against Ty Mello and Anna Jay, and I think she was teaming with uh, Penelope Ford, and that was a pretty good match on New Year's Eve a couple years ago on Rampage, I think. Beyond that, I really can't think of much, what much else she's done. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I, I am a little surprised that she's leaving just because I would think that maybe the Butcher and the Blade would go with her because they're also not doing shit. They're just never on the show and they're just never booked to be anything more than an enhancement team. Um, but I guess now, honestly, I think there's a... Do you think there's a good chance that we might see more departures like this? And there's been other departures that I haven't mentioned, just because I either don't remember or they're just really not that important, from AEW in the last couple of months. Do you think we'll see more departures of people of her caliber at that level, just because there's no dark anymore and there's no real reason for them to be keeping her around if they're not going to use her? I mean, I think they've transitioned some of those people to the Ring of Honor, and if I mean, if you're not going to use on either show, I got at that point, you're just kind of like bloated. I mean, their roster, I think, is bloated to begin with. So I feel like they could kind of trim the fat a little bit. Um, but, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it just depends. I feel like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised whenever a contract or something like I like Red Velvet go. I mean, I feel like she's more of like a Cody, like a Cody hire. I feel like a lot of them have been the ones that have been getting like go lately or been mutually parted ways, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think you'll see that more anyways. Like I said, I think most people, I think they said originally most people signed a three-year contract, so those should start becoming up any time now. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think the bunny was a big loss. Oh, you also forgot her uh, great story with QT Marshall when she, like, <laughs> uh, me- 
max out his credit cards when she was with Brandon. Oh, that was awful. That was terrible. I remember that. I, I completely forgot <laughs> the about show that. The show QT's wife in the crowd, the bunnies on TV saying she's fucking maxed out his credit cards. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking with that storyline. It led to a decent Cody Rhodes or a, a QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes team tag team match against Butcher and Blade, but that was about it. It just was not worth the investment they put into that storyline, but... I remember that. It was a big dark thing back in uh, 2020, I believe. But yeah, um, you know, Red Velvet's an interesting one. I honestly would think that she was on her way out. Maybe not so much now. But just because she just got brought back and she's been on TV like four times in the last week. Not to say that that'll be the you know consistent, regular thing going forward. But she's been on TV a lot lately and maybe they won't let her go after all. I just didn't think she'd even be brought back after being injured twice. Because she's been out injured for like a long time on and off for like a year and a half. But, you know... I mean, she's another one who's not great in the ring, but maybe they want to keep her around to either improve or use her as an enhancement person. I'm not really sure. But from there, we transition into full gear coming up this weekend, coming up on Saturday night, their latest pay-per-view. Um, I will say this. I think as of now, and this could change by Rampage and Collision, which is happening both on Friday night, actually, before the pay-per-view on Saturday, they could add more matches. Um, there's only nine matches as of right now, including the pre-show. Do you think that with, we've mentioned this before, do you think the increased amount of pay-per-views a year for AEW will lead to more matches, or I'm sorry, less matches on these cards as opposed to four-hour pay-per-views? Because the whole excuse was, oh, we only have four or five shows a year. We can do 16 matches in four hours. I mean, not so much anymore. If you have monthly pay-per-views, there's no real fucking reason to have four-hour shows and 15 matches. So far, it's only an eight-match card on the main on the main card, and I think that's enough, and hopefully it goes around three hours. No, I think with the more pay-per-views, they should do less matches. But I also think they also have three different TV shows that they have that they could beef up more by putting pay-per-view style matches on it, like on a collision. Um, I mean, I know their and Rampage ratings have kind of tanked lately. But um, no, I think I, I hope. I mean, like you said, the shows are like aggressively long. Um, so hopefully the more shows they do, maybe we'll get less. But like you said, we haven't even... I haven't seen anything for Rampage or uh, Collision. I don't know if they're t- pre-taping that or what, but I wouldn't be shocked if they added in a couple more matches. Just That's the Tony way. Yeah, I think they're doing, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're taping them live on Friday. I think they're taping Rampage at 8 and then uh, Collision. I'm sorry, Collision first at 8 and then Rampage right afterward, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the lineup for Friday night. So they'll probably add more matches, at least one more. I hope not too many because... I like the card as it is right now. On the pre-show, MJF defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles against the Guns. I thought he was going to have a partner in the graphic. It said he had a mystery partner. As of right now, I think it's just Samoa Joe, or just MJF defending the championships on his own. Unless you've seen something else. Um, I think regardless of whether it's MJF and a partner or just MJF, I think MJF retains the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, I agree, Alex. I didn't see anything. I'm going to miss something as well. Um, to my knowledge, it was just him by himself. But like I said, I think they have like a graphic that there was going to possibly be a partner. I mean, if he has a partner, I feel like Samoa Joe would make the most sense. Um, but even if he's in, like you said, even if he's in the match by himself, I think he wins. Yeah, I think he retains the titles. I think ultimately he drops those championships. Cole's not coming back before he loses them. That would just be a waste. I don't think MJF's working final battle. Let's put it that way. I mean, maybe he will and he'll lose it there. But I think he loses it ultimately to the kingdom. I think that just makes the most sense. Uh, for the AEW TBS Championship, Chris Statlander defends against Julia Hart and Sky Blue in a three-way match. I'm going to be honest with you. I was never the biggest Julia Hart fan, and I thought her 
not lack of development in the ring, but as a character, because she was doing the same shit for so long, was just, it was uh, not frustrating, but it was just like, all right, where are we going with this? But she's actually gotten a lot better on the mic. She's more well-spoken. They're giving her more mic time. She's with the House of Black, and her in-ring matches have actually gotten a lot better. Um, her last couple of matches with Willow and with Chris Statlander specifically at WrestleDream, I thought were actually pretty good. Which is why, Mr. Marceau, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Julia Hart walks out by pinning Sky Blue and winning the AEW TBS Championship on Saturday. What say you? I would keep the belt on Statlander a little bit longer. Like you said, I feel like they've been featuring Hart more. Still don't really care for the whole House of Black, spooky, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like you said, I think she has gotten better in the ring. She's also been on TV a ton lately. Um, so like that kind of does kind of push me to the side that she might win, but uh, I just don't think she's there just yet. I like Statlander more. Like I said she guess she I guess she could pin Sky Blue and then we get Herbert Statlander down the road. Um uh, I'm gonna stick with Statlander still. Okay. Statlander still champion. I wouldn't be upset at that because then Statlander's had a really good run. So if she retains, I, I have no issue with that personally. Um, AEW World Tag Team Titles, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, defending against LFI, House of Black, speaking of whom, and FTR in a four-way tag team title match. Um, who do you got going over here? Uh, jog my memory. Who, who's LFI? <laughs> La Fashion and Gobernable with Rush and uh, Drillistico, I think. Okay. Or um, Preston Vance. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I thought the Bucks were getting a tag match. Not on. Match. They have a tag match, but it's not for the titles, and we'll get to that afterwards. Oh, it's just, it's just in the bank. Yeah, no, they, yeah. Remember, they won like a battle royal to face. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll keep the belts on Big Bill and Starks, I guess. I mean, I don't think FTR should just win them back. They just lost them. No to LFI and no to the House of Black. Yeah, I think Starks and Bill hold on to them. They just became champions recently. Um, I don't think FTR get the belts back this soon. I would like House of Black becoming champions, but it's Malachi and uh, Brody King going for the belts, not Buddy Matthews. I don't want Malachi in the tag team division. we got to move on with him on his own. And then LFI I like, but I don't think they're winning the belts here. Um, another tag team match, Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne in six-man tag team action. Nothing on the line here, but it is worth noting Sting has never lost an AEW. He's had like 20-something matches. He has yet to lose a single one. No singles matches, all tag team matches. Eight-man, six-mans, two-on-twos, but he's won every single one. I don't think that changes here. I think they go over here, and that's why Nick Wayne is in there to take that pinfall loss. What do you think? I was literally going to say the Bay Faces are going to win by pinning Nick Wayne. Yeah, it's self-explanatory. I think that's pretty easy. I think they do Copeland and... I mean, they could do it at the March pay-per-view. I mean, I don't think they do it in December. I feel like that's too soon. I would save it for Revolution, personally. Um, I don't know what you do with Sting in the meantime. We haven't seen Ric Flair since he popped up on Dynamite a couple weeks ago, so that whole thing about, oh, I'm going to be with you till the end, pal. Hey, listen, hopefully that wasn't a shoot, or that, you know, that was just uh, him making shit up, and that's not actually the case, because we have not seen him since, and I'm not complaining. So, that is what it is. AEW International Championship. This one's a bit more unpredictable. I will give them credit for this. It's a rematch from All Out with Orange Cassidy defending against John Moxley. So, Moxley won the championship from Cassidy at All Out. Moxley then loses the championship to Ray Phoenix at the Grand Slam show, because Moxley got hurt. Phoenix was also hurt, so then he loses the belt right back to Cassidy. Do you think they just go back to their original plan and put the belt back on Moxley at this point, or do you think they might have Cassidy retain? Because I think, I'm going to say Cassidy retains, they might put the belt back on Moxley, but not right now. I think they already had Moxley beat 
Cassidy once to take the belt from him again. I just don't really see what's accomplished from that. Yeah, it's tough. I would say... Because, like, I feel like they want Orange to go farther than the international. And theoretically, that's where he was headed before Moxley got hurt and dropped the belt to Phoenix, Phoenix and then yeah. dropped the belt back to Orange. I, I'll go with... Uh, I'll say... Oh, God, this is actually hard. Yeah. So like, I honestly don't even care who wins. I just feel like... <laughs> I don't know. The, the belt just flopped so much. It's like, then it's going to go back to... I'm going to go Moxley. I just have a grand thought that Tony wants to put Orange in, like, the title pic, like, the main title picture. So, I'm going to say Moxley wins. Okay. All right. All right. I would not be... I think Moxley gets the championship back, ultimately. I would not be upset if he does. I'm just thinking Cassidy will at least get one win over him, and then maybe they set up a rubber match, probably for Winter is Coming or the December pay-per-view, which is why I'm going with Cassidy. I just think if you have Cassidy lose to him twice, it's like, what's the point? Because um, they protected Cassidy so much for so long, I don't even really want him as champion. But maybe they'll have him win here, and then they can lose it. He can lose it to Moxley in the third match at some point in the next month or so. Uh, so this is where the the Bucks thing comes in. The Young Bucks are facing the let me check my notes. The Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Jericho uh, Kenny Omega. Just a dumb name. I know it's a playoff of a hockey team. I don't know if anyone actually gives a fuck, but that that's the stupid name. <laughs> so the the deal here is yes, the Bucks have a Tag team title shot. They won a fatal four-way of full, not full gear, Wrestle Dream about a month and a half ago to become the number one contenders. The idea was, and it was promoted as such at the time, that with this title shot, they aren't technically next in line, but they can cash it in like via a Money in the Bank cash-in, I guess, anytime they want. And they haven't done so yet. They're putting the title shot on the line in this match. If they win, they retain the title shot, and the Golden Jets have to break up. If the Golden Jets win... They take the title shot from the Young Bucks. This is another unpredictable matchup, and the Bucks were teasing, turning heel. Yeah, I'm going to go Golden Jets just because they just put them together. I Honestly, ideally, I would have the Golden Jets lose here because I don't want Kenny Omega and another fucking tag team. Just use the guy on his own. Stop with the elite Jericho bullshit. Just move forward with him on his own, please. Um, I think... I think they win. I think they should lose, but I do think they'll win, and maybe the Bucks go heel. But the Golden Jets become number one contenders instead. What What are you thinking? Yeah, I think just with what I've seen on Dynamite lately. Um, I mean, the Young Bucks were showing like frustration after losing the six man Ring of Honor six man titles against the Mobile Embassy. I think that's their name, yep. right? Mobile Embassy. Mm-hmm. And like they like we're having like a meltdown after. Adam Page is kind of doing his own thing. Kenny's kind of going to his, his own thing now. Like I said, I don't really want, like, Omega and Jericho to win the belts. I just, the way the story's being told, I feel like we're getting, like, another heel Bucks run. So, I guess you'd have Omega and Jericho win here. I mean, he said, I don't really want to see it happen. But just the logic and what's been going on that makes the most sense. I just don't want them as a tag team. I really don't. I mean, Jericho. No, Omega. I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I think Omega's way better on his own. Jericho is just, I don't even know what he is at this point. <laughs> I'd rather, and I like, yeah, I'd rather just see Omega on his own. Um, but I think we're getting a tag team here, unfortunately. Dude, are we ever getting Omega into Keshka again? <laughs> what happened to that? I know they were in a match last night in, a, in an eight man tag, but like. What? Why is that not the pay-per-view match? Why is it not Takeshka and Omega? Why do, why do the Bucks have to be involved in this crap? 
I have no idea. Yeah, it's just like it's that might be the new Keith Lever swerve. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's this new thing, like build this big feud and then never do the payoff. I yeah, don't know. yeah. No, I know. I know Takeshka beat Omega at the last pay per view, but <clears throat> or was it? No, I'm sorry. It was all out. They did the first match, but they never oh, had Omega get his yeah, win it was back. All out. Yeah, it was all out, and they never. I mean, I'm not saying Omega needs to get his win back, but you would think that's the story they want to tell, and you know, it makes the most sense, and it, it was just a great match, and they want to see it again. But uh, no, listen. You gotta gotta put Jericho first. He's the real priority, right? Yes. <sighs> Stupid. Um, AEW Ocho. The Ocho is that what you said? Yeah, that, I mean the fucking list of names he comes out with. Yeah. <laughs> the list of nicknames. I think he just he just trademarked another one. He trademarked the Golden Jets, but he also trademarked something recently. I forgot what it was, but it was pretty dumb. Um, AEW Women's World Championship Akurashita defending against Tony Storm. Another match we've seen several times, but listen, I, I mean, I know you're not big on the Tony Storm stuff, and you know, I know you've said that before. I am. I'm eating it up. I love it right now. The AEW Women's World Championship is another belt that has been passed around more than you know my belt or whatever the expression is you want to use. Um, it's just not worthless, but I just hate the game of hot potato they're playing right now with that championship. I was originally thinking Sheeta would win because of that, because Sheeta won it back from Soraya, or Soraya, who won it um, back in, you know, whatever. So she won it from Soraya in October, who won it at All In in October, or in August, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place here. Soraya won in August, who won it from Tony, who won it from Sheeta in August, who won it from Tony. So that's the whole... That, that's what happened here, and that's the list of reigns from the last couple of months. It's all over the place. It's a complete and total mess. That being said, Tony Storm is the hot hand right now. She's one of the better things going in this company, and I think they, that was not the original plan was to put the belt back on her, but they're kind of forced to at this point. Plus, I'm not really sure what they do with Sheeta if she retains here. So I think Tony Storm becomes champion. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just don't know why. <laughs> they're like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like... <clears throat> But why take the belt off her in the first place? Yeah, no, I, just why put the belt on it three different times and put it right back on her? Yeah. Um, it's like Roman having the belt to lose it to someone else, to lose it to someone else, to just put it back on Roman in two months. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I guess it's like a different gimmick, but I don't know. I feel like she's, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it makes sense. I feel like she just is like an ice cold champion. Like, I don't think anyone really cares that she's the champion. Um,. Yeah, I think she's had a good I reign. Like she got, I don't know. Uh, I feel like she came back and won it like so randomly. Like she came back out of nowhere. Yeah, won yeah. the belt on like that two hundred show, and then she dropped the belt to fucking someone else. Uh, I don't know. I, I I would just put. I guess like you said, if you're going with the hot hand, it would, it would make sense to put on Tony. I just uh, if she like retains, like what do you do with her? Like I just feel like there's no other real heels for her to face, anyways. Yeah, I mean she already beat Soraya for it. Um... She beat Ruby Soho already. So I don't really know. I think Tony Storm is the only other really person left unless, you know, Thunder Rosa comes back. But I think Tony might, I don't know. I don't think Tony, I don't think Rosa is beating Sheeta for it. I mean, they're two baby faces. I think it makes more sense if Tony's the champion when Thunder Rosa comes back, which is hopefully soon because she's been gone for a very long time. Yeah. And you can run it back because I, I don't think Tony ever beat Thunder Rosa. I think they had that match at Forbidden Door. They were going to have a rematch at All Out last year. And then Thunder got hurt, so. And then maybe Thunder Rose will beat Tony Ford at the next pay-per-view, and we can just keep going on and on from there in a game of hot potato. <laughs> Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland in a Texas death match. A rematch from Wrestle Dream won by Swerve. We got the run back here. 
Who do you think wins this one? I've actually been enjoying the feud, and if nothing else, it gets Swerve back on the show in a prominent role, which is all you can really ask for at this point. I mean, Swerve should win. I think Paige will win here. I mean, even up the score. Um, I mean, I like Swerve a lot. I like what they more what they've done with Paige lately. Um, and I just feel like this is going to a third match. Um, so I would have Paige win here. Okay. All right. I think they will go to a third match. So you, wait, so you're saying you're going to have Swerve win here, but not... I'm thinking Paige wins here, and then Swerve wins the no, third match. No, that's what match. I said. I said Paige. Okay. I, I thought you said Swerve. My bad. Okay. I think Swerve... Swerve, Swerve won the first match, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd have I would have Paige win here. I think it'd be a hell of a Set statement. Up a third match. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think it'd be a hell of a statement if Swerve won this one too, but he's probably not. I mean, it's a Texas Death match. That's kind of Paige's specialty. That is what it is. Um, but I think Paige wins as well. Get to the main event: MJF and Jay White for the AW World Championship. They've been building up to this for a while. I don't know how the Devil stuff may or may not be incorporated into this. I don't really care for that shit personally. I just hope it's a straight up match because I think these two guys can go in there and have a great match. Um, your thoughts in the match, the build, and who you got going over? I knew you were gonna make me pick first. Um, <laughs> I think the builds been like okay. I like Jay White. The whole Bullet Club, like they're for me, they're just too goofy, and I don't know. I wish they were just more serious, but I like Jay White. Um, the MGF stuff, I, I understand what they're doing with him. Like he's kind of all over the show, but like he's kind of like lost his mystique a little bit. Like he's just so all over the show. Um, like I said, the devil stuff, it most likely will have some kind of effect on the match. I think it'll be a good match. I like, so I kind of wish it's going to be one straight on straight, but you know, it's going to be people galore. I assume I hate they make me pick first. Um, I just, I think if you're going to take the belt off MGF, it's the best time to do it. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think you think he's signed. I don't think he is. This New Year's coming up. I feel like if you're going to put it on anyone in white, it makes the most sense now. So I'm going to say Jay White wins. Wow. Um, you think MJF Chase just, is going into Long Island maybe, or what do you think? I think so. Um, I mean, I guess he could win here and they do the rematch at World's End, and that's where he drops the belt. I don't know, I just think if you're going to do, if you want White to be really over, you have him win here and not, like, another rematch down the line. Unless, like, the devil thing gets involved. But, like, why would they help MGF? We don't really know yet. I don't know, I'm going to go with White, like I said, unless they redo it at World's End, but I feel like it means more now if you're going to put the belt on them. Like, it's like, I don't know, name WWE person that lost their paper and they gave it to them the next one. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, Bianca and Oscar. Yeah. Like, she beat her at WrestleMania and she dropped in there. Like, it's not as big. So no, I agree. I would have White win here if he's going to win the belt. Um, like I said, I don't think MJF's re-signed, so I think that has a factor into it. And White wins. I think MJF retains just because they set up so many different challengers from Wardlow to Joe in a rematch. You can't really do those matches if Jay White's champion. So do you think do you think all of that stuff is just a swerve, maybe? Not, no pun intended. Uh, it could be. I just feel like at this point, I feel like White's the one to beat him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're kind of telling these other people. Like, Joe shouldn't even get a fucking title shot. He's lost a thousand of them. I don't know why he's getting <laughs> one. Wardlow, he hasn't been on the show for six months. He comes back beating job guys. So not sure why he'd get a title match. I just feel like White's the one to beat him. Like, they've been pushing him so much. The whole Bullet Club gold stuff's been all over the show. 
feel like it makes the most sense. I would just put it on him now if he's the one to beat him. Like I said, I'd rather him win now than like win a month or two down the line. Do you think MJF loses the championship because of interference from Joe or a Wardlow or something like that? Because Wardlow even said in a pre-tape a couple weeks ago, listen, I'm going to take everything from you because you took everything from me. I feel like that would make sense. Or do you want a clean win for Jay White? I mean, it's definitely not going to be clean. I mean, it's... it's you know, it's inter- yeah, interference galore. Shit, yeah. be all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you before we wind down here, because this was uh, announced by Tony Khan yesterday on X on Twitter that at full gear in typical Tony Khan fashion, he had to hype this up in advance. That he is signing a well-known, well-respected, one of the biggest talents in wrestling. I believe is what he said. Maybe not one of the biggest talents, but he said a very a big star. I don't have the wording in front of me, but. It was something along those lines, dude, where he said, someone that every AEW fan respects, and I'm thinking, uh, like, everyone respects everyone, so what, what does that mean exactly? And he said they'll put pen to paper, and they'll sign on the dotted line this Saturday at full gear. We've seen the same song and dance before. They did this with uh, Christian Cage a couple years ago. Poor guy, because everyone thought it was punk, or and it ended up being punk later on, but everyone thought it was punk, or Brock Lesnar, or fucking Kurt Angle, and it was Christian, and people were a little disappointed. And he's been an amazing signing for them, obviously, but, you know, at the time, people were disappointed. Is it Goldberg or something? Like, I mean, I don't think it's Will... Will Osprey would fit the bill, but I don't think his contract is up until February, so I don't, I don't think it's Will Ospreay. Um, the only other name that came that comes to mind for me, I'm sorry, comes to mind for me is Mercedes Monet, and I think she might be cleared by now. She's been kind of playing it coy. She hasn't really said anything, so I'm not really sure. But I, here's the thing, though. I think when he made that announcement on Twitter, everyone was thinking Mercedes. So if it's not Mercedes, I feel like anything again, same thing with Punk and, and Christian a couple of years ago. If it's not Mercedes, people will be disappointed. So what do you think? And when when you see that, what's the first name that comes to your head? I mean, a lot of people have been saying her. I honestly have no idea why she'd want to go there anyways. I I, I, I just feel like their women's division just isn't really there. I mean, make amends with WWE and go back makes the most sense, if you ask me, with her specifically. Um, I don't know. I mean, it could be her. Like I said, I feel like that's the, the, like the, the hoopla is her. I just, in my mind, I just don't know really know why she'd want to go back there. I feel like the WWE Women's Division overall has been thriving a lot more, and she could just be right back into it. Um, I mean, like I said, I think if it's anyone besides her, I feel like people are going to be disappointed. Um, I mean, people Ziggler, but I don't think his 90 days even up yet. <laughs> that would be if it was. It's not Ziggler because, yeah, his 90 days aren't up yet, but that would be terrible. I'm sorry. That would be awful. I mean, I don't know if, like, 90-day non-compete, does that mean you can't wrestle? Does that, like... I guess there's not really like, could you sign a contract? Like you know, I mean, there's kind of vagueness there. I don't you think sign so. A contract and still not- they they always okay. waited until the ninety days were up for people to like when Keith Lee's ninety day like they waited until right up until then to have him come in. So I mean maybe, okay. but I, I don't I don't yeah. think so. So maybe. like I said, I, I think besides Mercedes, I don't think anyone else would, like that's who it seems like it's gonna be. I'm just going back to the fact that I don't know why she'd want to go there. I feel like WWE makes the most sense for her. I mean. I don't know why. I don't know. I just feel like with the, what the women's division, like I said, WWE, even all over all three platforms, like NXT, SmackDown, Raw, like the women are all over the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they could use her as well, and I feel like she could use their kind of platform. Yeah. Um, so I think it's her. If not, I I think everyone would be disappointed. 
I just, I could see why she would want to go there to get some more freedom and just do something different because it's the next biggest platform next to WWE. And, you know, she only left about a year ago, year and a half ago from WWE. My biggest issue with her not going back to WWE and why I was in favor of that was because if you did bring her back a year ago or earlier this year, what the fuck does she do? Because, like, their women's division really hasn't been much of a priority either until recently. And she's done it all a million times, face, heel, cool, like, I just, not that I don't care about Sasha, but in WWE, she had done all there was to do, and when she comes back down the road, a bigger star, it's going to be an exciting moment. Has it been long enough for that moment to really mean something for her to come back, or do you think she, I know you said she probably wouldn't be a best, a great fit for AEW, or do you think it would, it would be a big moment if she comes back and they can find something for her to do, like in the Bailey situation, where maybe she brings her back to the light, and she brings her back to the baby face side, or whatever the case might be. No, I mean, I feel like if she was, like, the the person on, like, if she was the mystery person, like you mentioned earlier, for the war games, I mean, like you said, she could bring Bailey back to the light and we get them versus damage control. I mean, they, they when she left, she was with Bailey. She comes back with Bailey, just a baby face this time. And then, like, you just shoot her off and she does, I mean, faces Jade and there's, other women coming up, and I feel like there are a lot of opportunities. Like, yeah, she has wrestled a ton of people, but I feel like there's all also some new people she hasn't worked with. And, um, um, like I said, I feel like it, I don't know, I just feel like with her, it's like she's all about the big brand. And I just feel like going to AEW is just underneath her thoughts. I think like we, she thinks she, yeah. I understand she's very high on herself, and I feel like. That's like saying like you're a big football player and you're gonna go play for the XFL, USFL instead of the NFL. Like, I think she thinks of herself as like a global star, and going to WWE would make the most sense than going to AEW. I think we established this already when say Soraya came in, Soraya came in, Paige came in a year ago, and we were like, maybe this is the game changer they needed for that division, and it's been anything but. And I like her, but she just has not had a great run, and she's different because she's not full time and she had the injured neck and whatever. I honestly think at this point, whether it be Mercedes or anyone, even if Charlotte fucking Flair went there, which people have speculated, maybe that's why they signed Ric Flair to bring in Charlotte. I don't think that's the case. I honestly think we're at a point where no one woman is going to make that big of a difference in that division. Even though they have a lot of great women in that division, it all comes down to Tony Khan. I think it's safe to say at this point. No, I completely agree. They brought in all these XW people, pushed them to the moon, and they just have all, at, at this point, all feel the exact same. No one really feels like a big star in their women's division specifically. I mean, Jade, Jade was the biggest star they had, and they and she left. So um, I don't know. I just I don't think bringing her in. Which I think she'll be hot the first night, and then the booking will put her down the card, and she'll be maybe seen a little bit higher than like a Ruby So or a Tony. But I think going back to WWE, she could be back in like the top tier of women. Um, Maybe finally get that four horse woman match that we've been talking about for fucking decades. But um, <laughs> I just I just feel like going for her going by the WWE to me makes the most sense. But I, I, I mean I would not have felt that way six months ago, but I think it's honestly the way to go now. I think you're right, honestly. I mean if if you look at the landscape of WWE and the women they're bringing in, Julia's another one. She can have another match with Kyrie too. I mean EO's another one. We we she faced EO at Great American Bash a few years ago, but like on the main roster. I don't need to see her in Charlotte again, but, you know. Now, now that Ronda's gone, maybe they open up the budget for Sasha Banks. No, yeah, I mean, I think her and EO would be great, like you said, depending on uh, Kyrie again. I mean, I'd like to see her in Stratton when Stratton gets called up. I, I really like her a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, Roxanne, they have a ton of women. Like, the NXT's, like, literally have so many good women, too, that they're going to have to, like, just, like, that's why 
I feel like they're kind of like they're in a tough predicament because they have so many women they're pushing on the main roster, but they have so many like a good handful of women in NXT that are ready to go now. Like that's why I feel like Roxanne and Tiffany are like spinning their wheels currently because it's like they should be on the main roster, but like they're trying to try to put like an emphasis on emphasis on like Zaylee and Tegan Knox and some other underutilized call ups. But mm-hmm. then it's like then these people that are ready are kind of just sitting there. So no, I think they have a surplus of women. I don't think that's a bad thing. I feel like they're all over the show and. It's, not like their ratings are tanking, so um, I mean, I'm pretty sure like the Damage Control did the highest rating on SmackDown last week. Um, yeah, but no, I think going to WWE if you're a woman right now, it's like they're pushed all over the show. They're marketed well. I know I don't know why you you wouldn't do it unless yeah, I really don't know why to like say no to the opportunity. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. I, yeah, I think she I think she ends up back up there eventually, but it could be on the sooner side than what we originally anticipated. Uh, given the current circumstances. I mean, I know she popped up at all in. I, I've said before, I think she should go to AEW but not sign a deal. I think she could work a couple matches there. I think she'd be dumb to sign a deal and lock herself down to a contract where she's just another woman. Tony Storm's done really well. There's a few women who have done really well. But they have like 30 women on that roster and only a few of them are actually spotlighted and they're doing a better job recently, but I don't know. They, they got to figure that out and I don't know if Sasha's going to make that big of a difference. She would make a difference and she would be worth the hype, but... I'll, I'll text you LOL on Saturday when it ends up being Goldberg or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, listen, at least it's at least it's not Ric Flair. They already made that one official. So imagine if it was all this hype for Ric Flair, I would die of laughter. But thankfully, he already <laughs> is all elite, so that's not the case. But we'll talk about it next week here on WrestleRant Radio, Mr. Marceau. Um, we'll review Full Gear, break down Survivor Series ahead of that show next week, and it's a busy November. Um, but first and foremost, Mr. Uh, Marceau, enjoy your birthday. Big 30 here today. And I uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks. Have a great right, one, man. Have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. Right. Join Graham, GSM Matthews, and RJ Marceau every Thursday as they run down their weekly wrestling rants, offer expert analysis, host exclusive interviews, and more. Subscribe today on all your favorite podcast platforms and never miss an episode of Wrestle Rant Radio.